Hello everyone! As the sun dips into the horizon of Tasha's season, I'm reminded that we only have a few more weeks left for our bachelorette to complete her journey in the hot desert sun. Some guy in Austin and I are here for it. We love the season, we love this crop of guys, and we are really excited to see Bennett pack up his Belgian loafers and head back to the Hamptons. We dissect everything in this episode. Are white sneakers a thing now? Did the Ferris wheel Carney and his wife volunteer to pose naked for the group date? Do you think Tasha made a mistake sending Easy home? Yes. Why isn't Franco LaCosta the pinch hitter host instead of JoJo? It's a jam-packed hour and we managed to work in the Hunger Games. May the odds be in Ivan's favor. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 191 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I am here with some guy in Austin, and we're going to talk about a Bachelorette episode that was very vulnerable. Lots of vulnerable, tender, hearty moments. Would you agree? A lot of sharing. Sharing. Um, so of, much sharing. A lot of people, yeah. A lot of people being open mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and one one showing up, which I seems to have carried over from Claire's talking points. <laughs> Mm. Still know what that means. Um, I do know it means that if you're naked with your hands over your junk, yeah, um, then um, Tasha, you, you definitely have her attention. Um, so. <laughs> true, that is a true statement. We've had a, we had a lot of change up too at the very beginning with our host Chris Harrison leaving the compound. Now, does he yeah. really have a kid in college? We don't know. He might have just made it all up. And try to get out of there. And, well, he does have a kid in college. I know he does. But I'm sure he was pretty happy that that kid's college boundness came right at that time. You know, he was sick of that. He wanted to get yeah. out. Yeah. And uh, he, he was, uh, the kid's at TCU, by the way, I think, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, um, in Fort Worth here. Um, Harrison's from Dallas for our our listeners who don't know. So that's, that's right around the corner. And um, also... I, I want to ask you a question now. Jojo is also from Dallas, so yeah. I wonder if there was some sort of you know um, pre pre host training session that went on. There in could Dallas. have been. I, I mean, that think... seemed like a lot lot for her to handle. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. She's got her own show. You remember yeah. with Faker with and Faker Rogers, and Rogers yeah. so she's used to hosting things. Now it might yeah. be on a channel we've never heard of, and this is giving her the opportunity to maybe be on extra or etv or entertainment tonight or something like that but she could get on good morning america you never know this was her chance to shine well two points on that because um as i said um she's from dallas now you know i have a a a very large affinity for the dallas cowboy cheerleaders making the team show yes you do um that started uh november 23rd Mm-hmm. And um, Melissa Rycroft, a former uh, bachelorette, um, actually not a bachelorette, she was a contestant dumped by Mr. Mesnick after mm-hmm. winning. Best thing that ever happened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she is also from Dallas. Now, she's the showmanship coach on that show. So Dallas seems to be a pretty fertile market for successful bachelorette um, and bachelor post-show True. Um, success. Sean Lowe is there. True. Um, That's Catherine. very true. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, so anyway. she's also a Baylor grad, so sick of Oh, well, there mm-hmm. you go. We were about, you know, 15 years apart. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I thought JoJo looked looked good. Um, I thought her um, her taking the reins for Harrison, I mean, that's sort of like jumping in Santa's sleigh, like right around Christmas mm-hmm. time, don't mm-hmm. you think? I agree. Do, do multiple people ask me this on social media, and Stephanie even said it too. Do you think JoJo has had a nose job? Um, no, I think she's gained a little weight, mm. so her face looks different, but mm. I don't know. I haven't looked that closely, to be honest with you. I don't know. A lot of people use the term nose job. Okay. Well, maybe. I, don't know. I would, we'll I would see. say rhinoplasty. It's <laughs> a horrible name. <laughs> horrible I know. I know. name for that plastic surgery. Oh, terrible. But anyway, JoJo comes with her champagne so she can make the 
boring old orange juice into a mimosa and she and Tasha talk like they're really good friends which I don't know they were about four years apart I think in their yeah. reign so would, uh would you agree with me that um when it first um when they first pan to Tasha quote making breakfast mm-hmm. um she's like putting the bacon on the table um after they shoo all of the um the chef crew out of the the yeah. court day <laughs> presidente and uh I thought how many freaking people are they having for breakfast? I, I mean, they had like, and it was you like know. the last supper, for God's sakes. They had <laughs> gallons of grapefruit juice and yeah. orange juice and bacon and whatever. You know, neither of them eat a carb either. So they're not about to touch <laughs> <Exactly>. that croissant. <laughs> they're just going to take their mimosa and go about their business. Yeah, Get exactly. some little bird seed and sugar water and they're good. Well, All right. Somebody enjoyed that food. It was <laughs> I'm sure somebody did. They got it right from craft services. If there is even a craft services anymore, probably not. All right. So Jojo is introduced to the guys by Chris Harrison. And she says, I'm going to be around to help and whatever you need. And that's going to be great. And so she drops a date card. And it is a one-on-one with Zach. I think this needed to happen, I will Mm -hmm. say. The date was telling I will also say, so Tasha is very nervous because the date is a wedding photo shoot. So we saw her in three different dresses and him in three different suit slash tuxedos. You want to call it that. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like he stole Justin Timberlake's wardrobe. It was, a, a couple it was times. very shiny, very very mm-hmm. shiny, and there must be a a white high top trend that is going on that i don't know about either do you are you wearing white hot hot tops anybody in your life wearing white hot tops no um I, I will say that uh, i did notice that as well and apparently it's not just like white high tops when you're casually wearing a t-shirt and jeans to a date it's also white high tops when you have a suit on exactly apparently. exactly very, very weird i agree but they're at a photo shoot, and we are introduced to another person who's on the compound, and his name, what's his name, Franco? Franco LaCosta. Franco oh, LaCosta. Well, first of all, he wasn't just the wedding <laughs> photographer. He was the events coordinator. There you go. Mm-hmm. You. Um, I love Franco LaCosta, by the way. <laughs> I his From his matching little silky ascot in his right. short shorts... <laughs> To his Belgian loafers. Now that's look. If anyone's going to kick a pair of Belgian loafers, you got to have a pair of patterned short shorts uh-huh. and uh, a matching ascot. You know, it just it's always Franco. it always blows my mind. Yeah, just guys like that can pull that off. It just he looked great in it. You, like you just picture him at South Beach with like a sangria with all of his buddies. You know, I just love that guy. He was awesome. I had then, those uh, shorts in fourth grade. <laughs> It's actually probably the exact pair. Of Those were my shorts in fourth grade. He found them in a vintage shop somewhere yeah. in Miami, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was, was very he was very entertaining, and we needed that too because, again, she had this dark cloud just hanging over her. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know, she told us five times last night, but she's been married before, so yes. her whole stance is, "This isn't a big deal because I've been married before, so it's not yeah. a big deal that I am." I am in a wedding dress because I've done that before. And it's not a big deal because I've done that before. So that she's kind of hanging on to that for some reason. And Zach immediately picked up on it. So he he's having to balance this fine line of, hey, this is no big deal. Don't worry about it because he knows she's freaking a little bit. But he has he also has to say, but it, it would be really great to see you in this dress at the altar, you know, he has to kind of play that game a little bit. And yeah, I think he I, did uh, it fine. Yeah. They, they, they seem fine. He seems like a, now we're going to get to this. I, my, my opinion shifted of him a little bit mm-hmm. um, because I, I thought, and I still think that uh, last week I said, I thought he made a lot of traction. Right. And I think he's still making traction, but I think there are some mm-hmm. red flags mm-hmm. and I'm not just talking about the, you know, the, the former drug abuse. Like that's, that's one thing, but I, 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 I became concerned this week. I did too. I did too. Okay, but but back to the the uh, Franco Lacosta photo shoot and mm-hmm. the fantastic wedding planning. I did think that um, it might have been appropriate for him to pull her aside at that point and say, "Hey, I was married too. Let's just go with this." Right. But, but the other point that needs to be made is that I feel like maybe either Harrison or maybe her handler should show up and go, "Look, no one in the audience watching the show, including the people watching this photo shoot, in addition to Franco Lacosta, 
are going to take your wedding seriously anyway if it happens <laughs> in the context of the show. So just shut up, smile, and enjoy the mimosas. <laughs> enjoy Franco is what we're exactly. really saying. Right. Right. Uh, you know, put him and Easy in a room and you have got one hell of a party. I think that hey, would be will you, awesome. Will you promise me something? Yes, I will. At your at your next book release, and mm-hmm. I know there'll be a third, mm-hmm. um, will you please let Franco Lacosta be your coordinator? Yes, I will. Yes, awesome. I will. It, only if he brings those shorts to see if I can fit into it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tasha has three different looks, and I wanted to get your opinion on those. Uh, Franco has set up a lovely tent in the middle of the, you know, back 40, mm-hmm. and she has a one that's very skin tight that looks like a mermaid dress. Mm-hmm. One that showcases underboob, mm-hmm. and one that looks like Glenda the Good Witch. Yeah. What so do you prefer? The first look was great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was conservative, conservative enough, but showy enough to where it she looked great in it. Yes. Um, so I would agree with that. Um, it was also functional in that she could walk in it without looking incredibly awkward, which uh-huh. I think is important. Do you know I went on a, a date with a. Uh, a girl one time and um, we were at this happy hour thing standing at one of those, um, you know, those high tables or whatever, like at a bar. Yes. And um, I said, Hey, do you want to grab that a booth over there? Cause two people left and there was like a booth on the side mm-hmm. and she goes, well, no, this is not a sitting down skirt. <sighs> so I, I don't understand. And you thought, but I'm tired. I can sit down in everything I wear. <laughs> You know, like it doesn't matter. I could, you could put, pick out anything in my entire wardrobe and I can sit down in it. I did um, think that though for their, their date afterwards, her slit was yes. in the middle of her thigh. It was not at her hip. It was in the middle of her thigh, mm-hmm. way up high. And I, I truly did think if she sits down, what she did, they, she has to put her napkin over that yep. slit. There's no way that things don't. Yeah. Aren't revealed. I mean, okay. she she would at the very least she would be chilly. Yeah, just <laughs> um, airing things out there. That's yeah, not so good. I, I, I thought the first look was the best. The best both. one. Okay. Uh, he had kind of the James Bond thing going on with the white. Yes, he did. Coat. Yes, he uh, did. And then I thought his last outfit, he looked like Prince or something. The shiny, yeah. the shiny gray yeah. one. Mm, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The middle outfit, the one was like kind of purpley with like oh um, something. Old trend. Yeah, something embroidered on it. Is yeah, there yeah, ever a time where underboob is appropriate? You're asking a man? Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, all the time. No. Not, no, I agree. It's, not it's, on it's a wedding be, for sure. Maybe like on a red carpet when you're a movie star or something oh, like no. that. I I also think that these whoever is dressing her is not taking her boobs into consideration. Because maybe it's, that wouldn't have showed someone else's underboob, but it does yes. show her underboobs because her boobs mm-hmm. are big and real. Yeah, she's she's very she's she's blessed. She's as, as they endowed. Would say. Yeah, but I, I think, don't think yeah. I would ever wear an underboob anything. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't. A side boob, maybe, but not an underboob. That's just yeah. trashy. You just look like like Pooh Bear, you know. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> You washed your shirt and hot, and it's, now it's too small. Sure. <laughs> Let's go to the dinner afterwards. Mm-hmm. This is where we learn a bunch of Zach's baggage. So I have a list here. I'm just going to go down the list and tell the listeners and remind the listeners of what we learn in the span of about two minutes. Here we you know go. Uh, well, before you do that, I just the one rule that I would have with respect to baggage is that if there's so much of it, you actually have to create a list. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's not the person for you. Yeah, I don't. I I get it. I do. I get it. And I I think she likes him a lot. I think one of the first red flags was even before we got to this date. At the beginning, she said, "Zach surprises me," and I usually don't date guys like him, which I thought, mm-hmm. hmm. And then she followed that up with, I usually date younger guys. Ergo Noah. Yes. Or mm-hmm. Ivan, even. So I 
thought, okay, already in her mind, he has sort of a little tick in the con box because he's older than her. So he, and mm-hmm. that's, there, there isn't anything he can do about that. So I think in her brain, she's thinking, I can get over that. I can't, that's fine. I, I mean, I really like him. I th- he surprises me. There's something intriguing about him. Right. And so then this is what we learn. After graduating from college, he discovered that he had a brain tumor at 23, which is horrible, just awful. The very next morning, he gets surgery. And as a result, as he says, I was introduced to pain medication. Then mm-hmm. he gets married right after that, somewhere in that time, right after the surgery. And then during his marriage, he admits that he had selfish behavior. He said there was drinking, there was partying, and there was drugs. Then mm-hmm. he admits he started hanging out with sketchy people. Mm-hmm. Then he says, I was arrested. I also had a DUI. And then mm-hmm. my wife left me. Yep. Then he um, says, oh, I'm not done. Then he says, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hold your horses, man. Things got really dark and he became hopeless. So he steals some of his dad's checks and tries to cash them at the bank. And he says the bank teller, who is his guardian angel, called his dad to come pick him up. And at that moment is when he went to rehab again. And now he serves on the board of that rehab facility. And Tasha takes in all of that information. Again, it starts off really sad with a brain tumor that leads into pain med abuse and then gets to where we are here. And she says, I think that you tick a lot of my boxes and... I think you're mature. I think you're comfortable in your own skin. I think you're ambitious. I think you're established. And here's a rose. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Well, she was, uh, I thought borderline when she did her in the moment, her one-on-one with the camera, mm-hmm. um, she was bordering on rationalization, you know, mm-hmm. like just, mm-hmm. oh, well this turn him into this mature person. All of that may be true, but I was kind of shocked. And, and again, this is an edited conversation with yes. the date, but if someone told me there was some really dark behavior, I mean, the next logical question for someone I'm thinking about as a, a father of my children would be, well, what do you mean by dark? Yeah. <laughs> you know, are we talking like you just slept all day and then sat on the couch? Or yeah, depression you dark. Over or, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, so I think there's a lot more questions that have to be asked. Yes, um, and she's given say, him though, the benefit of that doubt. Right, and he deserves that. I mean, yeah. they're on a they're captured on a resort for God's sakes. I mean, it might as well be hunger games. So he's not going anywhere. Uh, she definitely needs answers to some of those questions before she makes any further decision. Mm -hmm. I will say though, um, if all of that occurred between 23 and 25 after a massive life changing event and a brain surgery. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean the the guy definitely deserves a little leeway. Yes. um, Now was that that decade to 15 years long that, that right. puts it in a different perspective. Exactly. But Tasha extending that rose to him proves to Tasha that hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna see where this goes and proceed with caution. I think Zach translates that as she's okay with this, and so yay, and right. he's gonna kind of dive in the whole entire way. And yeah. I don't know if that is the case because if you watched scenes from next week there is a lie detector test. Mm. And Zach and is the first hooked, question is, did have you, you cheated? Cheat? Yes. Yeah. And his answer is yes. And so <laughs> that is, you learn a lot from a lie detector test. And we've only had, I believe, I was trying to puzzle through it. I think it's only been one time before that we've had a lie detector test and it ended terribly. Almost who is, which to, was that? I can't remember who it was. I'll have to go back and check. But I want to say the person essentially wanted to get rid of everybody on the on the other end of that lie detector test because so much was brought up and i don't know i i i think it's i think it's fine i think zach is in a he's in more of a yellow light now versus a a full green light i think he's just been we're tapping the brakes on zach a little bit yeah well here's the other thing too on on a lie detector test now for me personally, I think there's a certain part of you that has to say, and how old is he? 30 something? Yeah, I want to say 36. Okay, so there's a certain part if you, if you're going to date a guy that's 36 or if you're if you're a guy and you're going to date a woman that's 31, 
um, that those people are going to have history, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to have made good and bad choices. They're not fresh out of high school and, right. and they're going to have some regrets. And so I think that the question you have to ask yourself in a relationship is, you know, what's relevant to the day I met this person forward? Yeah. Uh, is it, is it who they've slept with? Is it who they were married to? Is it, you know, what, what their past is, you know, for me, um, you know, you, you have to draw the line on some sort of deal breakers, you know, um, and I guess for some people that's former infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for me, to me, drug use and addiction and all that stuff would weigh a lot more heavily on my decision-making than uh, former infidelity. Everyone makes mistakes in relationships. I'm not saying everyone's unfaithful, but everyone makes mistakes in relationships. That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that giving him the benefit of the doubt for, a prior infidelity, particularly under his circumstances, may be a little more wise than, you know, this is an addict and addicts never recover. And this is something we could potentially have to deal with down the road. Right. I think so, it's, I, I think it's, I, I often thought last night about Ivan and his conversation about how he, he looks at people differently because of their past, yeah. all of that experience with his brother too. Yep. And I think I have been that person before back when I was younger and I remember thinking that I would never want to date or marry anybody who was divorced because in my head I thought that they they weren't they chose wrong or they weren't using their head correctly when they were dating or they were missing signs or missing cues or something and then it happened to me and yep. your whole entire perspective changes too. So that I, I'm sure that that's what she's kind of grappling through too. But if you, like Ivan said, if you have never been through anything hard in your life, you've got a a a, a pretty high bar for yeah. society and for community yeah. and for relationships. And you just need, like you said, figure out what is important to you and if that person you know, your list doesn't need to be 25 things long that they have to be. You, let's narrow yeah. it down to three and, well, and see if we can find well, that person. And then also I think, you know, when you were 23 thinking you'd never date right. a divorce guy, that might have been the correct decision for you at 23. It might not be the same at 31 or 35 yeah. or whatever. 45, you know? so I don't know. yeah. Yeah, you just have to, you get you got to work through that. So, look, I think the bottom line is he made some real progress. Uh, I think he was honest, which is good. As Mm -hmm. far as we know, he hasn't lied about it. And he apparently tells the truth. Granted, he's got a lie detector strapped to him, but, um, you know, tells the truth about what something difficult next week. And he did at least, um, allude to that in that conversation. He said he made bad decisions and he engaged in what, what did he say? Um, poor behavior or something. I think that, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a code for infidelity. Mm -hmm. And the the, other thing that she needs to put together is, you know, wives don't just up and leave after standing by you with brain tumors and all that stuff. Yeah. And it, it had to get pretty bad, I would imagine, for, um, yeah. you know, someone stuck by him through all that to just up and leave. So And, and to his credit, he said she completely needed to leave. She deserved to leave. That was a good thing yeah. that she left. So Yeah. Well, you know, Tasha appeared very careful analysis of mm-hmm. what she's being told. She doesn't go straight to the camera and freak out and say, the reason I'm not married is because I'm with a man like that or yeah. you know, one of those Claire yeah. spinoffs. Yeah. So, um, but look, I think if if she brings this guy home, mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember her dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. how intense that guy is? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that that gets past dad without some consternation. Yeah, I would agree with that. And... The other part of this date we learn is that they let carnies in because there's mm-hmm. a Ferris wheel that has been erected yeah. between the squash yeah. court and the casita pool and <laughs> they ride that and she's scared, but you know, she said, my heart, my heart is racing and I can't breathe. And I thought, oh my gosh, Tasha has COVID, but it's not. <laughs> she was just scared of Ferris Esther, wheel. Quick, Esther. <laughs> Leave her on top of the window. The, the, what do you call the thing? <laughs> Not the window. What is that thing? Ferris wheel. <laughs> um, I, I, I too am always a little leery of carnival rides because you know the parolee that's running it um, really yeah. has no skin in the game. If that thing comes down because of a loose bolt, yeah, I mean he was like, "Look, Mr. Parole Officer, I was just doing the job I was assigned to do, and 
It's not my fault. <laughs> I I traditionally don't erect these in the middle of a La Quinta spa and resort. Yeah, it's exactly. usually in a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. Hey, look, Harrison was gone. No one inspected this <laughs> That's thing. Right. That's right. What? <laughs> it's JoJo's <Do> problem. <laughs> true do you remember when we had that debate on which way a ferris wheel goes um, if it goes back and around or forward and around it's clockwise right <laughs> no oh, 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 i mean yeah. it depends on which side of the ferris wheel you're standing but if you're sitting in the bucket of the ferris wheel does it go back and up and yeah. around or does it go forward and around and back i i don't I think it goes backward, right? It does go backward. Yeah, there you go. But we had, a, we had a debate about that at one point in the podcast. I don't See, remember but that. It, but it was, is it clockwise or counterclockwise? And then we quickly realized, well, if you're on one side, <laughs> it is counterclockwise. If you're on the other, it's clockwise. That's so, like, do you turn left or right? <laughs> well, it depends on what direction you're headed. <laughs> That's true. That's why I always make my mother say, you know, she's a north, south, east, west person. I'm not... And yeah. she, well, small, everyone she in small is towns. so yeah. furious with me that I don't yeah. know. She really legit gets mad that I don't know north. And she'll say, um, you go north on wherever and then turn east. And I was like, Mom, you got to say turn left Texas. at the yeah. McDonald's. I don't well, know what you're saying. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, I, I spend a lot of time out in those small towns and stuff. And everyone, to, everyone's a north-south because, you know, you, mostly you have one main road going through. You can see in yes. every direction. but. Drop her in the middle of Houston and say head north. I mean, it's not on a grid. You know, there's no zoning. Right, you have no right. idea where you're going. Then you got so. these loops, and sometimes the yeah. loops are east and west, and sometimes they're north and south, yeah. depending on where you are in the loop. And then every number highway also has a name highway. Why are we my doing favorite, that? Oh. My favorite is, and, and they all have different names for the freeways. Like, so for instance, um, the, the, you have the Southwest Freeway, the, yes. the, the, uh, the Northeast Freeway. Those are both Highway 59, you know, yeah. so you, you, know, you never know. And then you have the West Loop South, West Loop North. <laughs> Yeah. Um, my favorite is in Dallas, you have, but you can actually head north or south on 35 West, <laughs> <laughs> which is also what, you know, this, the Stemmons freeway, right? That's right. Yeah, What's so, LBJ? Something's LBJ. 635? Pre presidential corridor. Yeah. That's part. Well, I think part of that is 635 uh -oh. and then it turns into a separate like toll road thing. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's, it's crazy because they just you know, they just keep adding things and naming them different things. Right. And uh, if you live there your whole life, it makes perfect sense. Mm -mm. It does not make sense to me. I still struggle a little bit. But yeah. anyway, let's go on to the group date. Yes. This one was another interesting date that started off. Really, are we all going to get naked again? But yep. it wasn't technically us getting naked again. It what? was a naked Older couple that you're supposed to sketch. What about the, yeah, there were the creepy swingers that just happened to be laid know. over at the resort. That's the carny. Remember in the yeah, carny and his same wife. <laughs> we got to pick from the, the same pool that we're giving people. We can't just bring in these. So this. Like, so hey, the, buddy, you want to make a little extra money? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a craft services punch yeah. ticket. What you time can... do you have to check in with your parole <laughs> officer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the guys have to sit there and draw the naked people. Then the lady gives them clay and they're all blindfolded and they have to mold the clay into something that represents their time with Tasha. Yeah. And that yeah. got a little weird, weird. in yeah. some instances. For example, Blake does you a know, penis. I, what? Yeah. I think... Um, how does uh, that represent his time with Tasha? I don't know. Mm -mm. You know that would have been. My mind is in, in the Kate, gutter if, right now. Uh, that would have been appropriate in Caitlin's season. You Maybe know, like so. Every, everyone would have made one. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> but yeah, I thought, you know, and to, to you know that whatever the lady's name was, the the art mm -hmm, lady, mm -hmm. um, she didn't have a blindfold on, so you know she witnessed the entire yeah. sculpting. She had to be like, what in the world is going on here? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know. understand Bennett's sculpture. Bennett's um, sculpture was supposed to be a map, and it was just his haughty way of saying, we would have a house in the Hamptons and a house in Paris and a house in California and a house in New York. And it, his whole deal with Noah, 
is my exhausting him, to me. Yeah, my opinion of him shifted considerably this week. I used yeah. to think he was just sort of a caricature of, you know, no. the, the of himself. No. But he really showed some basically Patrick Bateman from American Psycho qualities this week yep. on just his pathology toward, yep. um, you know, just being that guy that, that had to prove something with Noah. It, you know, it's funny to me, and, and I'm sure we'll see this more next week because, you know, Tasha just started the you two are idiots conversation when we, we yes. left the show. Yes. But um, what's curious to me is it never has seemed to occur to him that any of his behavior would be viewed unfavorably by Tasha. He's always right. assumed that he's the better guy and she's going to look at him and be super fascinated. And I got to give Noah credit. Mm -hmm. uh, he, in, for a 25 year old guy, he's holding his tongue. Yep. Um, I think he probably a little intimidated by everybody. Um, that's part of it, but he seemed to handle that some really direct, frankly, mm -hmm. unfair criticism mm -hmm. pretty well in the mm -hmm. face of that. We've seen, I mean, like Chasen talking about the Wolverine coming out. Oh, and yeah. Chad threatening people. Um, Ed. On Ed. Ed. <laughs> blowing his gasket. I think, yeah. personally, that Noah is very smart. And I think Noah knows if I just keep my mouth shut, he's going to implode. Yeah. I mean, he'll... He He'll poke it a little bit knowing because he wants Bennett to know I'm not an idiot and I'm not being quiet because you're talking to me. So because he did one time say, hey, I mean, all these little attacks that you're doing, I'm over it. I'm just yeah. over it. And then Bennett saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Attacks. I'm not attacking you. I'm just telling the truth. This is how it yeah. is. Ugh, well, and you can him. tell, even though they get along, like, you know, even the other guys who were very judicious about yeah. um, their time were like, yeah, you know, Bennett could be pretty condescending. So yeah. they all see it. Yeah, they um, do. And they just don't have a beef with him, which is why they're not piling on or picking sides, because I think, frankly, they don't like Noah either. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Noah came in and did the whole thing, which, again, we say, I think he was smart for jumping over that fence and saying, yep. yeah, I'll do it. Well, I, I think likes he's smart. Old moves, she so. does. And she likes grown ass men. Yeah. In case you forgot. All right, let's do the little last part of this group date. It's supposed to be a self-portrait. This is when all the tears come. Yeah. Let me let me let me tick through what we learn from these guys based on their self-portrait. Brendan has an empty frame and he puts it vertical to show this is my life, something, something, something. And then he twist it to where it's horizontal and he scoots over and he talks about how he would want her in the frame in the future. And she's thinking, Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then Ivan has these puzzle pieces, but there's a missing piece. And Great. he's saying that would be Tation. He invites her to come and put it in there. And we're thinking, mm -hmm. okay, then Riley mm -hmm. gets all serious and saying that he, I think his picture was of clouds or something. And, and he said that he hadn't spoken to his mom in forever. And then out of the blue, she calls him and yep. what makes you happy or what makes you function or what makes you get up and go in the morning. And he's saying, you know, quality time. And, and why would you ever answer the question like that? And he says, because I never had quality time and I want to make yep. sure my wife has quality time with me and the kids. And I thought, whoa, that is yeah. deep. And are then you getting, uh, are you getting, uh, are you getting Riley as a kind of a quality time guy? Yeah, maybe. Really? I well, mm. no, 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 no. Let me take it back. Let me take it back. I think Riley knows Tasha wants quality time because the very first thing she asked him on that truth or dare date was, you know, you're a big time lawyer and you're very busy and you're very serious. Would you ever have time for your family? Yeah. And so I think he he was playing that, but I think he was sincere when he talks about his mom for sure. And then yeah. we get to. Ben and Ben decides to get completely naked. <laughs> yeah. And tell her that this is him with his walls down. Yeah. And being vulnerable. And I did not buy it for one second. Really? No, I did no. not. I, I think I... he wanted to show off his body. Uh, well, because, okay. because later on at the cocktail party, then he admits I was bulimic for 10 years and I was the fat kid and my sister's the one who saved me. And, and that is a powerful story. That is impactful. That is something that viewers can relate to because not many men or boys are bulimic. And so that's, that's a, a nice 
message to tell. Don't get naked in a group with everybody and say, this is me taking my walls down. He could have completely been clothed and then shared the stuff about bulimia in front of everybody because you're going to say, well, no, all the guys are in there. Uh-uh. You're on freaking national TV. Now everybody knows. So you I could have had a moment. I did not think it worked. I don't trust him. I don't trust his weird necklines on his t-shirts. There's something about Ben that... Wow. I know. I know. I think Does, getting naked... Like an ex-boyfriend or something? No, What's going on? There's I think getting naked was... A mistake. I think it was calculated. I don't, I just don't, there's something about him. I don't know what it is. There's something about him. Well, I don't know. No, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought that he did have like that weird t-shirt and like the guy's got really large clavicles. Doesn't he? I don't Yeah, does. so it's kind They're of weird. Thick. I was like, what's going on with this? Is that an implant? Or... <laughs> I didn't They're really know thick. what was going on. I might be the lone ranger in this, but Ben, for some reason, it's not that I don't trust him. It's that I, I, I'm not believing the genuine spirit with which he's trying to put forth. That sentence didn't make sense. I, but even, I, I got to show Tasha that I'm bold. I got to go show Tasha that I'm, it's almost like he wants to win or he wants to be right. Like he wants to get the that. right answer. I, I see an emotionally crippled guy that um, didn't know how to do an art project. Hmm. It's 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 uh it's Oakham's razor. Do you know what that is? I do not. So a razor, um, in philosophical terms, is something that cuts through all the arguments. Okay. And so there's various razors that are named. Like so, for instance, Hanlon's razor is do not attribute to malice what you can attribute to stupidity or another cause. And so, like when you say, I know you lied to me because you're, you know, you whatever you say. No, I just made you know I was just stupid. So hmm. you know don't don't. But 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 Oakham's razor is um, it's it's stated many ways, but the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. Okay. So to me, he just looked like an emotionally crippled guy with um, unresolved past body issues that is terrible at art projects. He looked incredibly intimidated by all the other projects, and I thought everyone did a pretty good job. Um, Taisha was very moved by the whole thing. And right. I think he she just, went and cried about it. Yeah. I forgot about so, that. It's it, this goes into the old um the old other adage that uh, many men live by is a when in doubt whip it out, <laughs> and uh, which is exactly what he did <laughs> under those circumstances, and it worked. Mm. Okay, so I, I mean it did work. That, it did work. You are right we, because who got who the knew? date rose? That would be Ben. Ben got the yeah. date rose for yeah. whipping it out. She she bought it. If if it, if you're correct, she bought it. Yeah. Um, and if, if I'm correct, uh, a gamble worked, but there you go. Uh, regardless, he did get the date, uh, Rose, I'm not getting creepy vibes from that guy, but you know, again, um, it's you not could, creepy. You're, you're... It's not creepy and it's not, not trusting. It is, it is some feeling of, I have to be right. I have to be, uh, I have to get the right answer. She wants yeah. bold. I have to go do bold. She wants this. I have to go get naked. She wants this. Yeah. I have to tell her this. It's, it's almost like an intense being right perfectionist like type what is she feeling. here yeah sort of yeah it's like yes it's, okay. it's perfectionism for some Fair reason enough. which I, 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 makes I, sense for his personality being in the military and having an eating yeah. disorder but i see a little of that i don't know um, I, I, it's something it's something here's another observance i have that is similar to yours it's just a feeling mm-hmm. i don't think spencer cares oh no spencer yeah, didn't care just, at all yeah, i forget there he's to, there like, blink his blue eyes and show off his body yeah and say that all Blake talks about is sex. So it makes perfect yeah. sense that he sculpted a penis. What? Yeah. I think oh, Blake geez. spends a lot, way too much time in the woods. Maybe he's whittling <laughs> phallic symbols into know. trees. And I had such high hopes for him. <laughs> and he's know. such a douche canoe. Ugh. Yeah. Come God. on. All right. Let's talk about the third date, which just... Makes me sad. It's easy yeah. who got the one-on-one date. And for some reason, a portion of the La Quinta Resort and Inn is haunted, allegedly. Yeah. And so they have to go in a room and go to the tennis court and go to this other room. And they're well, yelling they and screaming. they do the Wizard of Oz thing in, the, in, the, you know, in, the, in post-production. They're like, this isn't creepy enough. This looks way too nice. <laughs> like, let's do it in black and white. You know? <laughs> okay, fine. Let's do some <laughs> Blair Witch. Yeah. yeah. 
Can somebody, <laughs> hey, Carney, can you come over here and moan a little bit? And the ABC <laughs> intern is pulling a string, so this rocking chair moves. I mean, wouldn't that it, be funny if they walked into the room and that, that same couple was like nude in yeah. there for some reason? <laughs> But, they look but, like swingers, you know. It's like they did. What, what, some some weird party, you know, just ended the, that morning, and they're still <laughs> on the resort <laughs> in the Corto day nudity or something. I guess I don't know. But I like that he his reaction was so funny, and that the the date to watch was entertaining because they they looked like they meshed well, and they're giggly and funny, and and he's. He's saying, she's saying, I think I peed my pants. And he's saying, I'm hot. I'm hot. Why am I so hot? It was funny. And then they go to dinner and Easy says that he's falling in love with her. Wait, before that, now I got to tell you, I (sighs) I pride myself often at being very intuitive. Um, I have many faults, but one of the things that worked for me in my life is just I can read people. I knew the second that he walked up and said, oh, let me soak in your dress or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's going home. You yeah. could just see it all over her face. There wasn't any overt, you know, um, really uh, uh, patent body language that she, right. she had. But you could just see it in her face behind her eyes that she didn't want to hurt him. And mm. she was like, oh, let's just get through this. Mm. The- um, anyway. The Go thing ahead. about them picking up the boutonniere, though, and then saying, I can't give this to you is yeah. so mean. She might as well just like tap him on the nose with it. You yeah, know, beep. like, here, mm-hmm. boom, boom oh. you're done. Yeah, and that's then tough. he's he's sad. Uh, yeah. I Was he really in love with Tasha? I don't know if he had been told to say that or maybe you should proclaim this. I don't know. But I, I believe. Now, easy. He, this would be an excellent opportunity for you as your handler. Mm-hmm. This would be an excellent opportunity for you to tell Tasha you love her, but I don't. Easy. This would be an excellent opportunity <laughs> for you to tell Tasha at dinner after you soak in her her dress. Her dress. Soak it in first, tell and then her. tell her you love her, I, I and have then. Feeling about this. Now, I'm not saying I'm right. I mean, I'm just your handler, but yeah. But and like, and the sad thing in. about it is he's he gets teary. So I think, you know, rejection is hard for everybody. He's going to be fine. Easy is going to be fine because he's just a delight. But I also feel bad for the guys back home because whenever the, whoever production assistant comes and rolls his suitcase away, they're generally upset too, because I think easy was just kind of the glue that held them all together in a positive vibey, let's not take ourselves too seriously way. So it was very, yeah. very sad that he, he wasn't there, but mm, she, she didn't seem too crushed. I, she I did tell. not. She yeah, did not. She, she was very patient when he was going through the whole, I love you. Um, not at all. And, and, and then she was like, eh, I don't, you know, you're special too. Um, can I walk you out to this car that you probably heard running 10 minutes ago? That's got to be the kiss of death. You know they face him away from we, the driveway. Yeah, when you see you know? this, you hear this car gravel. Oh, yeah. no. Oh. You hear the well, intern spring down the driveway. You're like, what's going on? Well, the next thing we see is JoJo coming into the, the men's layer and saying, hey, you, Noah, you, Bennett. Mm-hmm. Tasha yeah. totally knows something's going on, and she wants to see y'all before the rose ceremony. And it's going to be one of you stays and one of you leaves. So get ready. Yeah. And that it's was weird. weird. First of all, that JoJo was in ice blue pajamas. Second of all, this is unprecedented. We've never had this before. So I guess they just didn't have time for a two-on-one or something. I'm not sure. And they both go, and Bennett... I, I don't. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about it. That he gives Noah a gift of a bandana weird. that represents something, socks that represents something, and then gives him a book that will teach him emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it condescending, condescending, condescending. And Noah, like you said, he says, "Finish what you're saying, and then I'm I'm going to say something." And yeah. It, and it's just terrible. And then Tasha comes in. And she's, you know, what is going on? And then Noah, essentially, well, he's condescending and thinks that because I'm 25 years old, that I have 100% chance I'm not going to be with you. And Bennett said, no, I said there's 0% chance that Tasha will yeah. be with you. And then, of course, Tasha looks at Bennett and says, um, you're questioning my integrity. And I thought, well, right there, Bennett, Bennett's going that. home. Yeah, I, well, she's going to give understand. Noah the rose. Yeah, I, I I think 
or maybe both of them go home. I don't know. No, but I think, I they, think have, so. they have to send Noah back into the mix to they prove do. a point. Right. They yeah. Do. So I think he stays. But um, I think maybe Bennett does not go quietly into the good night. You know, this is not maybe to, as a Dylan Thomas reference because he went to Harvard. But, um, mm. you know, I don't think that he's just going to stand up and say, OK, I think there's going to be a noisy exit. Like, okay. like sort of a Yusuf, a Yusuf type of um, le- less uh, confrontational. Um, when you know he was screaming at Claire when he when he left, but I think Bennett probably gets in some shots uh, across Tasha's um, ample bow before he hits the, because she um, hits the limo and says not the exit I was inspect expecting. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe she had an expectation he'd be a little more mature about it, but I think mm-hmm. Bennett dug himself a hole, and I just the whole time he's picking that stuff out of the box and he's lecturing. Um, Noah on it. Noah had to be picturing him taking rope <laughs> out of that box <laughs> and just tying it into his own noose. You know, he's like, oh, keep going, man. Right, gonna... right. It's... Because she even says, Tasha sees the box and she says, what's in the box? Yeah, it's like this, like seven, you know, like when Gwyneth Paltrow's head's in the box. You yeah. Know, and Brad oh. Pitt's like, what's in the box? What's in the box? I mean, Tasha knows what's in the box, like Brad Pitt did in that movie. It's just bad news and she's going to deal with it. <laughs> Okay, at this point, if you had to pick four people right now who are going forward, who have a good chance of being in hometown, I don't know if they do hometowns. Do they bring them to the resort? They're going to do like a home Zoom. Home Zoom. Who's going to go to home Zooms? (laughs) Who do you think? This Rose, you don't get a free trip anywhere. (laughs) Uh, You get to Zoom my dad and he'll judge you. But I, I do take take that back because the the, the it shows what her happens dad. this season yeah yeah but the question is do they come and meet i would say that they bring everybody into the bubble so you yeah, get I, to pick one person who comes agreed. or something yeah, like they, that mom and dad show up in quarantine with a free vacation for two weeks there you go um, which i think is why because you know they're on a they're on a um condensed time schedule probably here because they want to get this all filmed and done and they don't mm-hmm. want to keep paying for rooms at the quarto day um mm-hmm art show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I agree with that. They probably moved the people there. So four people. Yes. Um, Who would be your four B right now? Zach C. Okay. Def, uh, Ivan for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, who else am I? I don't, I, I don't have him pulled up. Um, uh, Brendan, I thought with the guy with the picture frame, he did, mm-hmm. he did pretty good. And she seemed to buy that. And, and who's your fourth? Some, I think maybe like a dark horse, like maybe she picks Spencer you know, uh, maybe she picks, um, um, she's not going to pick DeMar. That guy hadn't said a word. I yeah. Was, DeMar and Ed are definitely out. Yeah. I would DeMar think. and Ed are out for sure. Unless, you know, it might be pretty entertaining to go home with Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, so I, would, I think your boy Ben is going to be the fourth. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think if, if I was forced to pick, I think she goes with Ben. If you had to pick your number one right now, who's your number one? I think it's between Zach C mm-hmm. because she's intrigued. And okay. as we all know, and this is not offensive or sexist, women tend to want to fix problems in men. Mm-hmm. The bad boy. Def- mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a few to fix. She doesn't strike me as that, um, uh, emotionally driven. You know, she's, she's been married before she's older. She's, she's clearly capable of rationally handling, handling things, but I still think there's a, there's a thing that's like, well, I can get over that. Uh, or Ivan. I think if she listens to Ivan, I think those are my top two. Yeah. I think Ivan is going to have to step it up in the fun department because you know how yeah. she likes wacky and dorky. And I don't think he mm-hmm. is either of those things. I think that will be, that'll be the thing she has against Ivan. I think he's far age, too normal. Stable yes. For... Far too normal. <laughs> far too smart. Yeah. This just, we got it. Mm. And then I think that Zach's, past a little bit i think she's gonna i think she's gonna forgive a lot and not judge him on a lot but this lie detector test i'm afraid is going to to again keep him in that cautious zone instead of bumping him back out to green like she appears to freak out over that she does she does and i'm sure she learns a lot of yuck about a lot of people but uh, that's what I would say. Brendan is the sensitive soul, you know. We've yet to see him in a turtleneck, but it is the desert. And I think he is... No, he wore a signature look on his one-on-one date, remember? Oh, he did. That's right. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's burning up. Uh, I think he's the sensitive soul. She has not had 
other than he was he was also married like her his his past sounds a lot like her past for some reason every time she's with him she just pulls his face to her and starts mm. making out so we've never heard a conversation hardly yeah. except for that but, one and then i think she likes ben because ben is worshiping the ground she walks on she hasn't had a bad one-on-one date yet Mm-mm. no not yet so but i think yeah the one-on-one dates are definitely the the hometowns and then i would agree with you i, I said spencer but he doesn't appear interested but i in, in retrospect now that you've said that i agree i think it's going to be ben yeah she's going to keep noah around because he he shakes things up and that's fine but i don't think damar i don't think ed more than likely bennett is gone and easy so i think four people will be gone at the beginning of next week's episode and that'll get us down to that's eight. crazy yeah that'll get us down to yeah, eight and then <clears throat> And then we'll do, um, there'll be a one-on-one. We haven't had a one-on-one. Well, I guess we just had one, but there'll be, I think there'll be another one-on-one where somebody gets sent home. Okay. And then there's got to be another group date and somebody will get sent home on, on the date. that one. That is true. Right. That and is that true. leaves us six. Next episode, you've got uh, one-on-ones and then she makes the decision for hometowns. And I think two dudes go home. So you think there too. are three weeks left? Because Matt James, Matt James season starts the first Monday of January. Right. And so this, there's, there's, this was week seven. There's 10 weeks in a season unless they're cutting it short. I think that they won't cut it short, but I think they're going to give us a Monday, Tuesday, one of these weeks because they won't, they won't do it the week of Christmas. Matt James showed up. I think it would be great if like Matt James and like his crew show up. And they like high five. (laughs) Oh, she falls in love with Matt James. I just met my husband. Hey, thank y'all for listening. I wanted to remind you that we have a bachelorette bracket together with the amazing folks over at last night's game. I've left a link in the show notes so you can check it out. It's super fun, super easy, and takes about 30 seconds to fill out, so please join us. And if you'd like to read a recap of episode four of Tasha's season, head over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years and maybe a decade of content. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, be kind out there, and toward together again, love you mean it, Texas forever. <laughs>